Hi, Parker Ford Church. It's great to be back with you again. Today, we're sending out the second teaching in our midweek series on joy and grief. What I plan on talking about today is working through fear and anger by embracing a life of both joy and grief. Before we begin, let's pray together. Father, this is a time where anxiety and fear and anger is prevalent and being heightened by the difficult things that we're facing. So Father, we believe that you have given us the gift of your son and the gift of your word. And one of the things I am just completely convinced in is that the paradox of joy and grief offer us a pathway to process fear and anger in healthy ways. So Father, teach us. We invite your spirit and we pray this in your name. Amen. Last week, we looked at the paradoxical relationship between joy and grief. We talked about how joy and grief are inseparable companions. You can't have one without fully embracing the other. It's impossible to possess one without embracing the other side of the paradox. This week, I'd like to talk about joy and grief as a pathway to work through fear and anger. As a dad of four young children, I've spent the last decade reading hundreds of children's books. Some really good ones and some really poorly written ones. Out of all these books, I have several favorites. One of my absolute favorites is the book called We're Going on a Bear Hunt by Michael Rosen. In the book, what happens is this dad takes his children on this adventure. They leave their house and they're looking for a bear. And each page is a new obstacle that they face. They come to a big river. They come to a dark forest. They go through a snowstorm and various other obstacles. And there's this phrase that occurs over and over. Each time they encounter something scary, each time they encounter an obstacle, they all say together, "Uh uh-oh, we can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh, no, we got to go through it. I love that book because I think it's such a good parable about life and the spiritual life of walking through the things we experience and encounter with Jesus. There's so many situations that if we had the power, let's be honest, we would avoid it. We would go over it. We would go around it. But there's so many different scenarios and situations in life where the reality is, is, oh no, we have to go through it. If we're being honest, I think grief and lament is one of those things that many of us would seek to avoid. But to live a life of joy, we can't go over it or around it. We have to go through it. And this includes when we experience fear and anger. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the writer of Hebrews says this about Jesus. He says, Therefore, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And this is the phrase I want to highlight today. Who, so this is Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, when Jesus faced the ultimate trial of pain, of grief, of suffering, the crucifixion itself, as he was staring death and a brutal, painful death at that in the face, it says that for the joy that was in front of him, the joy that he could see out in the future, the joy of the Father's promises, the joy of the resurrection, the joy of people rejoined through his shed blood back into the family of God. It was for that reason, the joy set before him, that Jesus was able to walk through what he walked through. He endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. If you think about our Venn diagram again, and we have grief and lament on one side and joy and celebration on the other, and then at the intersection, we have love and wisdom, we'd find fear and anger on the side of the paradigm where there's grief and lament. It's natural for us to experience fear and anger. It's natural for us when we encounter the brokenness of our own flesh or the brokenness of the world to feel these very human emotions of fear and anger. I think Jesus' life offers us a healthy pattern for how to work through these emotions in order to live a life of love that embraces both grief and joy. In Mark chapter 3, there's a story that talks about Jesus being both angry and grieving. But then it leads to something beautiful. It leads to healing, which is, of course, an expression of joy and love. This is Mark chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. It says, again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to harm, to save life or to kill? But they were all silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at the hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. So in this passage, we see that Jesus felt anger. He looked around at the brokenness. He looked around at the chaos of the situation, and he felt anger. But then what did it cause him to do? Instead of his anger leading him towards fatalism and despair, the anger of Jesus was worked through by grieving. It says he was angry and he grieved. Working through the grief, he then heals the man and brings hope and joy to this otherwise hopeless, joyless situation. Another passage where Jesus works through grief and anger is leading up to the cross in Matthew 26. This is where Jesus prays in the garden. Starting in verse 36 of Matthew 26, it says this, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He's grieving. He's mourning. This is the man of sorrows. 
Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. In other words, I'm so sorrowful, I could die. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. This is our Lord and Savior. This is our King. There's so much in our culture that would have us avoid lament and sorrow. Think about the popular Christian radio stations that we listen to. Think about the messages that are given to us culturally and cultural Christianity. So often it's think positive. It's be encouraged. It's live happily I, I can't tell you how much I'm disturbed by the song I'm in right, upright, downright, happy all the time since Jesus Christ came in. No, the Bible shows us example after example of people who grieve and are sorrowful even as they walk closely with Christ. Jesus himself was very sorrowful even to the point of death. If we're going to be healthy individuals that walk in the fullness of who we are in Christ, then we can't be happy all the time. We have to be sad and mourn and grieve. Remember the second beatitude, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. As we wrap up this teaching today, in your own homes, I'd like you to ask and work through the following questions. First question, in what ways am I experiencing ongoing fear and anger in this season? Go ahead and identify the fear and anger that you're struggling with right now. The second question, how might the practice of lament and grief help me process these emotions in a Christ-like and healthy way? I believe that the scriptures offer grief and lament as the path for us to walk through in order to work through our anger and fear. And third, how might joy and celebration offer a new path forward? Remember, It was for the joy set before him that Christ endured all the sorrow and all the grief and all the lament and all the pain. For us, it's the same. For the joy and the hope we have set before us in eternity in Christ Jesus, we are able to walk through anything that he calls us to. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. With him, we go through it. Remember his words through the the psalmist um, in Psalm 23, even in the valley of the shadow of death. Even there, God walks with us. So be blessed as you work through this, and I'm praying for you. I miss you, and we'll continue talking about this in the coming weeks.